Hey everyone, you're listening to The Streaming Show. I'm your host, Daniel Newman, and today we're going to be talking with one of WOWS's senior quality assurance engineers, Ord Hiller, and we're going to be discussing APIs. Stick around! Oh, it's, um, it's an unusual name, so. For sure. And actually, what's your official title here at Wowza? Um, you know, I don't know what my official title is. Uh, probably, you know, Senior Quality Assurance Engineer, something like that. Quality Assurance Engineer. Sweet. And you've been with Wowza longer than me. I'm 99% sure. How long have you been here? You know, I think I've been, it's, I believe it's going to be three years in December. Three years in December. Right on. I just hit two years. Congratulations. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, it's been pretty cool. All right, well, let's talk about APIs. So let's start it out, man. What is an API? Oh, great. So what is an API? Kind of the, the textbook definition. Uh, so it's, it's an application programming interface. So what it is, is it's a, it's a set of subroutines, and protocols, and tools for building software applications. And that's a very textbooky explanation of, of, of what it is. Okay. So what it does is it, it defines how software components uh, interact with each other, and it tries to make life easier on developers and hopefully users as well okay. by providing building blocks that let them build software applications. Okay. So what it, what, it's, what it does, what it's endeavoring to do is you want to abstract the implementation of a component um, away so that the developer just has what's required to make the building blocks fit together. Okay. Can you give so, me maybe a, like a real world example that doesn't necessarily pertain to Wowza in that? Uh, sure. There's a ton of APIs. So if you pick any of the big uh, uh, web companies that you would, that are out there, you know, Facebook, Twitter, mm -hmm. and let's take, let's say Google, right? Google okay. maps, google.com is a huge, very popular product. Um, and there's an API. So what you would be able to do is, let's say you were developing an application and you wanted to be able to have mapping in it so that you know, people can find whatever your application is, is trying to do. So they provide an application programming interface that lets you simply consume their um, maps.google.com without having to reinvent the wheel. So they give you the hooks that are predefined that you can hook into them, into their API and okay. use their API and basically use maps.google.com in your application. So is that similar or different than say just a plugin for something or is it sort of the same idea? Uh, it's different than a plugin. Something like a plugin would go directly into your browser or, or something like that. But this is actually kind of like imagine it like this is this is an extremely basic uh, uh, metaphor, but imagine it's a light socket okay. right? or, or an outlet. And it's just, you know, that's the API. What you need to do is just find your plug and plug into it. Oh, okay. That's really so cool. What, so what they're doing is they're defining, they're saying, look, if you want to access us, this is the way you do it. You just need to build what you have on your end so you can hook into us. Awesome. And you can, and you see this across the web. A lot of the big, you know, all the big companies from, you know, Facebook, Twitter, they all have APIs out there. So you can use parts of their um, service uh, uh, very easily. Okay. And are APIs specific for desktop software, or is this for mobile applications as well? No, so this is a huge topic, right? Okay. There have been whole books written about APIs. You know, okay. they're used every. They're used in um, operating systems. So Windows has APIs that okay. lets different software components communicate with each other. 
you could see, so you could potentially see it across the spectrum of computer applications. Um, but specifically, what most people tend to talk about nowadays when they say APIs is they're talking about web-based APIs. Okay. So it, when we're talking about it for, for Wowza specifically, um, I guess kind of where I'm going with it is where would an API be built? Is it built the same way that software is going to be built, or is it something that's built to add on to a piece of software so that it can integrate with another piece of software? It goes both ways. You can, there sometimes people will build APIs that actually drive the software themselves, but then the the API can also be used. Uh, an API API can be built on top of it so that you can interact with it as well. Okay. So, I think your question is, you know, what's up with our API, right? Like yeah, when you yeah. say, what's up with the Wow's API? And we have a few of them, right? Right, right, right. There's the engine web-based uh, API, cloud. Uh, and but we also have internal ones that 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 customers would never see um, that okay. help us hook up our different products. Um, so when we talk about ours, we're talking about a web-based API. And what you're doing with this API, like let's take let's say for instance with um, the uh, with the engine mm -hmm. product, um, what it lets you do is that you can pr programmatically manipulate the product or the software without going through the the user interface, right? Okay. So what you, what you end up with is these, you have these static predefined endpoints that map to the product functionality or function or action. So what does that mean? Like, let's say you have yeah. a URL, mm -hmm. right? That is an endpoint, and it's it's a real long, confusing URL, and at the end it says users. So you can interact with this endpoint using the hypertext transfer protocol HTTP. Mm -hmm. So you make a request to the endpoint, and it will return back the information that's there. So let's, for example, say let's do a get request to the user's endpoint and it will return back to you the users that are currently in that engine instance okay i'm still a little foggy on it it's it's really dense language but i <laughs> no, think okay, i'm so with you imagine an endpoint an endpoint is just a url like one that you might see yeah um, in, the, in in our applications so it's really no different than interacting with a, U, uh, a uri or a url okay. there's just no UI to present the data back to you. Gotcha. So like you would go to a web page and say, look, this is the user's web page. You load the page. It gives you a list of users. You're doing a very similar action, but you're just doing it from the command line. And you oh. issue it to that endpoint, just like you would issue it to a URL, and okay. it returns back the data. Okay. That's super cool. Yeah, yeah. So like I said, we have it in a number of different products. And right. then the way, the, at, at a high level, the way you could interact with it is that so we have a lot of endpoints and we have a tool called Swagger, okay. which in itself is an API framework. So what it does is it gives you an easy to read you, uh, user interface that would list all of the endpoints um, that would be pertinent for you know, a given application. Oh, okay, so cool. That, yeah, so for, you know, for engine, you know, there's a number of endpoints that would be you know, users, applications, stream targets, transcoders, and then you can issue requests to those endpoints and get data back, but you can also send it information as well so okay. if you had the app if you were sending a request to an endpoint um which is just a url uh that was for creating an application mm -hmm. you could say look i want to post this to this endpoint and then you have what we call a payload which is the information that comes along with you send it with the request that would be you know like let's say with the name of the application which uh, uh, protocols you wanted to allow in that, whether there was password protection. So all the same information that you would see in the UI, you can also pass to the endpoint 
um, and then uh, uh, see that action realized um, in the UI if you went and looked at it. Um, but it will actually it'll it'll perform that action for you. Okay, cool. Man, this is a world that I just did not understand even slightly. <laughs> As you're like, it's it's, it's you know the, the, that's that's why they invent uh, uh, you know that's why people will have UIs right yeah. you know it's it's easier to consume it that way, um, and not everyone is super fun, you know comfortable on the command line. Right, um, myself included. <laughs> it's, not, it's not super tricky or anything like that, but um, you know it's if you can understand basic you know HTTP requests how those work. Um, uh, if you understand kind of the way that the uh, hierarchy of URLs or endpoints are laid out. Okay. Um, and then when you send the payload information, uh, if you understand some JSON or XML, that's typically when you send a payload in. Okay. Uh, that's, uh, that, that's, that's what it's written in. Um, then, then it's not, it's not that tricky. It's just, you get used to it and uh, uh, it's, it's not, it's not too intimidating. Just sounds intimidating when you're talking about it. For sure, it does sound intimidating when we talk about it. Um, so, in terms of our actual APIs that we have, what what are the big ones, and how do they relate to, I guess, our customer base? Like, what is it exactly that our APIs are going to allow our customers to do, or is that just too broad of a question? And there's just tons of stuff they can do with it. It's bo uh, both. No, that's fine. So the, okay. the, engine <laughs> the engine API is really large. I couldn't tell you necessarily off the top of my head how many endpoints there are. But there's, you know, maybe two or three hundred. Oh, okay. So, for basically, for every page that you would see in uh, uh, in the manager, there would be a corresponding endpoint. Okay. And then a series, probably of four different HTTP calls that you would make. Because when you're using the API, you, you know, if you're going to create something, it'll be a create action. If you want to, I'm sorry, it'd be a post action. Um, if you wanted to just get information back, you'd do a get request. If you want to delete. Um, you send um, a, a delete request, okay. um, and it will perform each of those. So the engine wants probably, uh, you know, probably I think there's about two or three hundred endpoints, um, and in cloud, I think there's a good eighty or a hundred. Okay. So there's a decent amount of them. So I mean, what kind of things can you do with it? You can do a ton with it. Uh, so just you know, using um, uh, cloud as an example, uh, you could create live streams. Um, you could update the live streams. You could delete the live streams. Uh, in Engine, you could do everything from uh, retrieving monitoring data, uh, pulling error logs directly out. Um, you can manage your apps, streams, users, stream targets, trans transcoders, all from the command line. Oh, okay, cool. So there's no UI. Uh, it's extremely fast. And what's more, it's programmatic, so that it gives you the opportunity as a developer that if you don't want to be in there getting your hands dirty with the user interface, um, you can use, you know, typically the, the, the industry standard is using a, a, a tool called curl, which okay. lets you send the request, request back and forth to the endpoints. Um, but there's a whole host of tools in, a, in every language that would let you build out libraries so you could build on top of the, those requests okay. and, and build your own um, uh, uh, piece of software or scripts or whatever you want to call it uh, that would let you do these things in a programmatic way. So that if you said, look, I want to create 20 M, you know, 20 apps. It would be easy to do. Okay, cool. That makes sense to me. Yeah. So it's it's you know a APIs are are very common nowadays, uh, and we see a lot of usage of it out there uh, in the wild by our users. They're very very interested in it. We get a lot of inquiries on it, um, and uh, we're we're hoping to keep building it out. 
Yeah, definitely. One one actually question just popped into my head is that I know that within sure. the past year or so, we released the REST API. How does that sure. differ or how is that better or what's what's so significant about that? Oh, yeah, so I guess, okay, so there is a Java API um, that's, oh, built, okay. that's, that's built into the engine product. Okay. And that is... Um, that that's more of a of a you know that's more of a heavy duty higher learning curve you know, you have to know Java uh, to be able to use that but it would allow you to you know programmatically manipulate uh, the API at at that level and have repeatable scripts um, but when you talk about a RESTful API that's more in line of what I'm talking about in terms of uh, doing it from curl doing it you know web based gotcha and uh, I mean. So you hear the term rest a lot, and this is going to this will get me in trouble here because it's another thing that whole books have been written on. Sure. Uh, so, but you will hear that term a lot. Yeah. And what rest stands for is representation representational state theory, I believe, or transfer or something like that. Okay. And what it's trying to say is that uh, that when you're dealing with these, so that it's trying to make the actions that happen very discrete and encapsulated so that they have their own responsibilities kind of within their own, within that component, right? Okay. So let's take an example, the HTTP request model, like the actual protocol itself is an example of a RESTful API. Okay. Where all of the individual portions of it are responsible for themselves and they're discrete. So that you have a URI that you make a request to, you have a, um, a method of making a call to it like a get but that they are have distinct responsibilities and that they're kind of encapsulated so that it gives more ownership over that particular action to the component. But like I said, I'm generalizing here. <laughs> um, you know, whole books have been written on it and uh, uh, I believe it came out of someone's PhD thesis at one point. <laughs> um, I should probably, you know, hang on one second. I will tell you exactly what REST stands for. Um, because it's something that you do hear quite a bit. Sure. Uh, it's the represent, representational state transfer. Representational so. state transfer? State transfer. Yep. Check it out on Wik Wikipedia. It'll keep, <laughs> it'll keep you busy. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> well, I think I got most of my questions answered. Sort of the last thing that I kind of usually end with is, is there anything else that I missed? Any other big sort of important nuggets of information that we didn't really ask about that you feel like maybe somebody who didn't really fully understand APIs or really is pretty elementary at APIs would need to know or should know? No, just uh, it's not... It, I would say take a look at it because it sounds, especially if you're listening to it over a podcast or something like that, it sounds very abstract and 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 kind of and kind of wishy-washy. Sure. But if you go in there and actually actually get the command line up and do a few calls and and get your hands dirty with it, uh, it becomes very clear once you're using it um, how it works. Gotcha. And um, it has a lot of utility. You can use, you know, we use it internally for testing um, because we can issue H we can issue requests like these much easier than we can. Uh, uh, for going through the UI, for example. Um, but I would encourage people to take a look at the forums. There is a ton of information that we have on our forums that spell out for um, our users how they can use it. Um, we have real-world examples in there for all the stuff I was talking about, managing apps, stream targets, transcoders, uh, you know, real-world examples that, that, that users out there can put into, into use. Um, I also know that the cloud uh, group the cloud team put together a great GitHub uh, repository of examples for the cloud where okay. users can go in there, have real world working examples of how to use the API um, out in the wild. Awesome. 
Cool. So if anybody is looking to get a little bit more information in terms of Wowza and what we do with APIs, you can visit our forum sites. At, is it wowza.com slash forums or is it forums.wowza? Let me double check that. <laughs> I don't remember all of our URLs. I usually guide people towards support or sales or something just like go that. To, just go to Google and type in Wowza forums. <laughs> you always get there. That's what I find. That's true. And on wowza.com, you can find it uh, at the top uh, part of the screen there. <laughs> Well, awesome, Ord. I think that pretty much covers it for me today. So thank you so much for joining me and talking about APIs. And uh, hopefully I'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Ord. That's going to do it for our show this week. Hopefully you all at home enjoyed listening. If you do have any questions for us, we would love to hear them and we would love to answer them for you. Please feel free to reach out to us at either sales or support at wowza.com. Or if you prefer, you can find us on Facebook under Wowza Media Systems or SoundCloud under The Streaming Show. Thanks for listening and have a great week.